welcome to another episode of Backward Star Galactica, the show where we watch Battlestar Galactica for the first time, but in the reverse order. I'm Jesse. That's Wilder. You fucking know it already. God, no! Shit! Don't do it! <laughs> welcome to a very haunted edition of Backward Star Galactica. Halloween and spring! It's Halloween and spring, ladies and gentlemen. We're celebrating. For no reason. For no reason. <laughs> Just so we're clear, this isn't a tie-in to the episode. You start, and I'll just tell you if you're right or wrong. I am going to give a leaderboard to Hot Dog, because he's in this episode. A little hot dog sighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to keep the ugly little hot dog boy. I am going to give leaderboard to uh, second episode of um, Galen Hilo. Like, give me that that show right now. This is the best tandem. It's the truest gruesome twosome I ever did see. Man, like really, like I have we not. We also been... found out that they're banging, both banging Sharon. I didn't know that. Wait a minute. A couple of Eskimo Bros too. We found out what? Dog, did you miss that whole part? They're Eskimo Brosifs. Who did they bang? Boomer. No, not Boomer. Athena. Oh shit. Yeah. Wait a minute. So does that? So is? But they, but they knew that. They knew that, like, but we didn't know that. Holy shit. I didn't know it till just now. Galen is well, like, damn. yo. Galen's like, yo, I think I'm over it. And Hilo's like, if you're over it, nice. <laughs> Basically, that's my summary Sick. of that scene. Okay, cool. But so those damn. two are Eskimo bros. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Man. Which is absolutely great news. Yeah. So that's that's a leaderboard. That's that's dope. That's a leaderboard. Mm-hmm. I am going to give another leaderboard. I got a lot of... I'm feeling very generous. I got another leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Leaderboard to um, the Admiral, which is not Adama. The big fat guy? So the big fat guy? No, 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 no. The Admiral is the chick. That's the Admiral right now. Oh, Kane. Yep. One of them's Kane. Admiral Kane. Or you call and her because Kern. Of, is that why you called her Kern? Were you actually kind of mm-hmm. close? Dude, I mean, we could say that's what it was, but maybe, like, maybe in my subconscious, but I just had Kern on the mind. Huh. But So who, the fat guy's not Kane. Girl is Kane. No, girl is Kane, and she's Admiral, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Like, we didn't mention last episode that this is, because this is right. the Resurrection Ship Part 1. Oh, yeah, uh, I did forget to talk about that. Season 2, Episode 11. And we forgot to talk about that that in that episode, um, in the one that we, we did previously... Adama gets promoted to Admiral. So he's only Admiral for like half the show. Um, and it also seems like we're about to get a lot more Pegasus adventures. And I like, still barely I just... know what that is. I, all I know is that it's just another ship. And I can never tell when they're on what. I know Lee is on the Pegasus sometimes and other times he's not. I will give... So she gets a leaderboard because she's kind of a good villain. I, like, we knew that she was like a homicidal maniac because that happened in one of the other episodes. But kind mm-hmm. of watching her like little unfold her little plan, and like learning that she's just the the worst villain, where she just boards civilian ships, picks like ten people, and then jacks them. Yeah, is like a pretty good. She's pretty good. That's a pretty good villain. That's like one of the like maybe more fleshed out or interesting villains this show has thrown at us. Like Agreed. John, and like I like Lucy Lawless, but like what's her character? Can you tell me about it? No. no. This one I feel like I got. I, I can get it. Um, well, because she seems like, like, all the Cylons are all so concerned with their Cylon stuff. Right. At the dinner party, they're just talking about Cylon stuff the whole time. And someone's just like, ain't anyone seen the newest film, Six Days and Seven Nights? 
what are you saying? <laughs> talking about a dinner party where the silence, you know, they're just talking about silence stuff the whole time. And what was the movie you just said? What did you say? Well, this story was said in whatever that movie came out. You know, talk about six days, seven nights. I don't Harrison know what. Ford. I don't know any of the words. No, 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 no. Didn't see it. Don't no, even know what you're talking about. You do not know about the 1998 action romance film Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford. Don't interrupt my fucking shit list. God damn it. Listen. I only have one shit list, and it's uh, Caprica when she's laying in bed and nude. Uh-huh. Because she – so another thing that we didn't mention last episode is that Gaius revealed some uh, info about Pyramid. Oh, yeah. I got a whole Pyramid intel. What we learned in this episode is that he's just repeating some shit that Caprica said. Mm-hmm. But the things that she say – that like – it's so nuts. I thought it was just a. Uh, I thought it was just a tub lord thing. Like when he was talking no, about the. No, every maths. time someone walks talks about sports, it's like they don't know what fucking sports is. Yeah, Ronald D. Moore and the fucking whole writing staff has never seen a single sport. It's so. They're crazy. probably one of those people that makes fun of people when they say sports ball. You know. Yeah, but they tried to make it like a semi-integral part of their like narrative, and so what she says is she's like, "I like to go to the game and just lean back." Can't do that at a sports game, first of all. I can't lean back. Yeah, well, you don't know how pyramid goes. They got recliners and let in there. The wash of the of the crowd just, or the, like the the energy of the crowd just wash over me. Insane. Can you imagine seeing someone just leaning back in their chair at a basketball game, <laughs> like with their eyes closed, <laughs> like they're and at the like, beach. And she's like a super mega fan, but she starts that story by talking about how she she'd go right before tip, right before tip off, <laughs> and scalp which is some tickets pyramid, and scalp a couple of tickies. <laughs> what the hell? What in the fuck are you talking about, lady? <laughs> so you love sports and you love to just go and sit and wash over, but Do not enough to just maybe like, like buy some. Whoever wrote this episode thinks that scalp is just like a sports person's term for buying a ticket. Do you oh think yeah, they don't really know. Yeah, 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 for sure. They don't. They just have no idea. And That's the rest why, of like, the goobs on the writing staff were like, "I guess this is something that that uh, Caprica does." Maybe it's the whole situation, kind of like George Lucas, where he doesn't have any no men in his life, and everyone, every time Ronald D. Moore pitches something, everyone's like, "That's the best fucking idea I've ever heard, Ronald." But like George Lucas, at least earned that a little bit. What Ronald D. Moore do to earn a bunch of yes men? He's got that big old wang. Oh, he does have a Ronald Big D Moore, a big slappy dappy down there. Um, yeah. So that's my, those are my, that's my big leaderboard. My one single shit list is Caprica for talking mm-hmm. about fucking sports like an insane person. Right. You got anything? You, you have? Was that enough time? Cook you up? Uh. Oh yeah, I got one. I got a shit list. It's for Gaius. So Gaius does this thing in this episode where he comes bring he comes to bring the prisoner Caprica some new clothes, the Caprica's new clothes as the story goes. And he drops them in front of her, he, like f- like three different outfits, which is crazy. She only needs one at a time. But he puts them down in front of her, and he goes like, here, got, thought you might like some clean clothes. And then he turns around and does that thing that little gerblins do when they turn around to like show, like, don't worry, I won't look. And then he, she immediately looks. <laughs> yeah, he's a little shithead. A little creepo. Yeah, big pervert. Leaderboard I want to give to Kane and um lee and starbuck because i think the whole plan that they had for attacking the resurrection ship was pretty good and it works because they kill it later yeah that that doesn't seem to do a whole lot when they kill it because yeah. we definitely see that they still resurrect <laughs> right um but yeah for show for show sure, that's uh, like leaderboard to the art department because i thought that the design of that thing was very cool i i was i was fine to it i mean it's it's cool this 
This episode was not so bad. This I actually, by the end of this episode, I was like, oh, I kind of wish I watched these in order. Because the ending is, like, pretty intense and, like, kind of shot well, mm-hmm. where it's the two, it's the Admiral and then Adama, um, and both of them are telling, like, their, basically their, like, it was so number cool, one. But, like, nothing comes of it. No, well, she dies, right? The but admiral. No, no gets... because Caprica breaks out of prison and shoots her. None of the things that they talk about oh, this cool ending right. happen. Yeah, you're it right. It was such that a cool suck. ending to set up for something that does not occur. I would be so mad if I watched both of these episodes in order. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I kind of, I forgot. I was like, oh shit, and then she dies, and I forgot that Starbuck had nothing to do with that. Damn, that sucks. I'm always right, baby. Is that the horns? Please. Make it the horns. You don't have to do. We have the horn. We play the hornman. What do you think? Pretty good impression. Yeah. Maybe we get like a metal version of the horn sometimes. Yeah. Like the Electric Light Orchestra cover of um, Carol of the Bells, <laughs> kind of like that. ELO does a cover of it i thought it was the i thought that, that was the, the siberian orchestra uh you're saying elo like the band oh, elo wait, what I did you say it was so. <laughs> wait what did you i guarantee you it's the siberian orchestra oh trans-siberian orchestra trans-siberian orchestra is. yes yes yeah. elo right. you're right you're right fucking dullard wait does elo do mr blue sky Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah, wrong orchestra. I was like, wait a minute. ELO does not do... I think ELO has a Christmas song, but it sure as fuck isn't the one you just said. Hey, yo, carol of the bells. That's how theirs goes. <laughs> this week, our show is sponsored by Crab Feeds. <laughs> oh, boy. You can eat my balls. Yeah, sorry, bud. I'm sorry, but I love them so much. Um, so you can just sit and sit and quiet while mm-hmm. I explain how ding dang good a crab feed is. It's good for so many reasons. Number one, hey, so many crab, so much crab. Yeah. If you haven't been to a crab feed before, because I realize that this is something that a lot of people like. I feel like some people just don't know about what it is. Yeah, explain it away. It's it's like a you typically it's like a fundraiser thing. So Wilder, if you want to get in cuz I'm not just going to talk about the crab. If you want to get in at any point and chime in with like I feel like spaghetti or pasta feeds are a thing too, but that's like a coward's <laughs> game. Yeah, that's not nearly as fun and you look like such a big fat asshole if you ever go to like a flapjack breakfast or a fucking Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, pancake breakfast. Yuck, to spaghetti feed. Welcome to the spaghetti feed. Yeah. <laughs> So, a crab feed is like, uh, like let's say your uh, middle school is trying to raise money so they can uh, finally, you know, finish building the middle school. Mm-hmm. You all go to a hall or whatever, and it's usually you pay, you know, it's like fifty bucks or something to get in, and then it's just you yeah. sit at a big ass table covered in plastic usually because right. we cannot be bothered to wipe down these tables and clean up afterwards. We're just gonna no. bundle it up. No, no, and no, you no, just no, sit no. there, and they bring you racks on racks on racks it of. Is- Dump Legs it. and claws. Big delicious they crab boil. Dump Pieces them. Of corn. Yeah. You know I love corn. Yeah, you get some corn, you get some tates, and you're just sitting there, and it doesn't matter. Like, you could, they'll give you utensils sometimes. Yeah, if you're but a, a lot fucking of times, baby. Right, right. First of all, you're doing it with your mitts because yeah. you're, you're in just crab land right now. Just all kinds of sloppy, nasty all over them crabs. And something that I didn't know because, but, but is a thing, you mm-hmm. need to ask 
this is so buck to me. I don't know if you know this. You need to ask if the crab feed is going to supply butter. Do you know about this? You telling me I might get there and be butterless? Yo, so I went to a crab feed and I I had oh, no butter in my pocket. That's a no-go. But listen to this. Oh, listen I'm to liable this. to burn down a building if you take me to a crab feed with no butter. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, listen. I love crab. Yeah, but... It, I'll eat it plain. But but if you're about to give me 70 pounds of crab with nary, a, like, a even a... Sp- I need something to, to glisten it up so it slides down my throat. <laughs> I just a spritz of butter. Like, Jesus. Because I don't chew them, you know. You grease up your throat with the butter, and then you just slide them in. So I get to this one, and they dump all the crab, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna... People start digging in. I'm like, I'm gonna wait for the butter. And they were like, oh, you didn't bring any butter? And I was like, bring butter. No, I didn't bring so butter. So when people bring and, their own butter, is it like a like a spreadable in a tub? Do they just come up with yo, sticks of butter? So listen, this woman, this saint sent from heavens above. Oh, <laughs> extra butter? She brought enough she for the class. Pulls out, she pulls out, first of all, whole stick of butter. So she, you know she came to share. This woman's yeah, not she's just... little she's little Greg Greg Stevens in eighth grade who's like, don't right. worry, buddy, I brought you a pencil even though you forgot yours. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. She whips out this little device and I'm like, the fuck is this? It's a little metal tray, and it's a little elevated. And what does she do? She slides a candle underneath it. Melts the <gasps> butter. It's hot butter. <gasps> Unreal. Little fondue kit to go. I've never I, – I, my jaw dropped. See, now there's a fine line. There's a, there's a line that you can cross if you got too much stuff. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. If you're – No, no, no. It, it's, it was maybe – it was smaller. The whole unit, smaller than like a, a can of soda. Amazing. It was little. Amazing amazing so good and and even if you brought a big thing but a whole stick you know she knew she was gonna shit like she knew she had the goods oh yeah she if you if you brought that and then only had it for yourself it's like oh what are you out of your fucking mind and then people are you know contributing obviously oh yeah yeah, here let me let me pop some it it brought the whole fucking roof down did you feed her the crab like she did she deserves to be treated oh yeah princess i mean i offered to crack the all of her crab the rest of the night she said no i i love the sport of it which like oh my god take my heart that's marriage material right there that woman yeah she's about she's she's about 65 67 years old maybe she's a very old woman (laughs) yeah a couple years younger than you yeah uh, yeah i'm glad that she wasn't in people's space no, so no, 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 no. It was melting beautiful. Butter, saving the day. It was day. beautiful. So they drop all that shit on the table. Sometimes butter, sometimes not. Sometimes utensils. But, like, you should just be a slop hog. Yeah, but that's, then you, like, half you the fun. Fu- you impale the person. You use those utensils to impale the first person that yeah, uses you, them. You, you, have to, you have to have the ceremonial first kill. Your hands can't taste the crab until they've tasted blood. Right. <laughs> and then usually, like, so that's the huge fun of it is obviously you're, you're all sitting there and having fun eating crab and shooting the shit. And then, like, usually there's, like, a raffle or, like, games or some shit. Like, it's a whole – because they're raising funds. And so, like, mm-hmm. my mom's work does one every year. And it's, like, you go – like, I went and I had a bunch of fucking delicious crab, which was amazing. And then I won, like, an iPod Nano, you know? Like, like some dumb raffle oh, prize, but it's, like, hey, this is great. I'm going to walk away with something. Yeah. Did you boil the iPod Nano right after because it's useless? Yeah, well, I dipped it in the hot butter and ate it because I couldn't get enough of that hot melted butter. Butter so good, make an iPod Nano to taste good. That's what's going to be mm. the slogan on my butter company. Yeah. Beanzo's Magic Butter. <laughs> <laughs> taste so good, make an iPod Nano taste good. <laughs> <laughs> really 
rolls off the tongue. It's a riddle. The slogans are riddle. If anyone who listens to this show is an artist, please design me this butter. It's it's like they let the illiterate guy in the office just design a slogan. <laughs> Tastes so good and make a make it taste good. Magic they, Beanzo's magic butter. No, not magic Beanzo. Well, hold on though. <laughs> magic oh, no. Beanzo's magic butter? So... You telling me if you walked into a grocery store and you saw Magic Beanzo's magic butter, you're not gonna buy that? Hell no, dude, I'm not gonna buy that. <laughs> It'd be right next to um to Chaka's mmm sauce, which is a sponsor in its own. No, that's like gorilla product. Like that dude. Gorilla he, Munch? He, Magic Beanzo made that butter in his house and then brought it to the grocery store and just put it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, which would be hilarious because I don't get the money for it in that he case. Doesn't, he doesn't get the money. There's not even a barcode. He brings it up to the front and they're like, is this loose butter? Every it's time someone brings wrapped. it up to the register, the clerk is like, oh, God damn it, not again. No, this isn't real. Fucking Beanzo. Why? And then they look at you and they're like, why would you even? What do you think this is? But joke's on all them because I'm making the best butter in town. Uh... Jesus Butter's so Christ. good, make iPod Nano taste good. So thanks, Crab Feed. If y'all are if y'all are having a Crab Feed, I'll I'll buy. I would pay maybe one hundred and fifty dollars to go to Crab Feed. If the raffle prizes are gonna be swank, mm-hmm. I would I would pay yeah. big bucks to go to a Crab Feed. I love that shit. Yeah, they're they're money. And um, I guess what we didn't tell you, the reason I was so mad, is because yeah. like seven or eight years ago. I just developed this allergy to shrimp and crab, which means I spent my whole life liking shrimp and crab. It was just enough time to learn how precious those two little angels are and then have them taken from me. It's a damn shame because they're so... But if we may take a trip, another trip back to Conspiracy Corner, okay. I went to Spain a couple years ago and I informed one of the waiters of my shrimp allergy because he was like, why don't you have some paella? And I was like, I can't. I'm very sad about it. And he said the American shrimp apparently is processed in some way that creates mostly what people's allergies are and i was like okay so i gave it a try and in and then like the shrimp didn't do anything and then the whole rest of the trip in spain i ate a bunch of shrimp and nothing happened so i got back here and i was like i'm fixed absolved i've been absolved of my sins and then nope same shit started happening again damn isn't that some bullshit the the thing about crab is that like it's such a treat like yeah. I love crab. I would I would count it amongst my favorite foods for many reasons. The taste I love and a also crab the experience. Cake, my guy. Oh Jesus damn hell! It's so good. Thanks, crab. Yeah, and now Wilder, I'm gonna need you to grab your fucking kilt because we, you, and I are headed oh. to the Scottish motherfucking Highlands this week. We've got another edition of everyone's favorite game show. Figure it, Outlander. <laughs> This is the game show where I ask Wilder questions about the hit show Outlander. Which is another Ronald D. Moore joint, which is why it has anything to do with this. Not that anything has anything to do with this, but... Yeah, we just talked about fucking crabs for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> and I got a I got a different type of question for you, because you know I'm a teacher, I love to switch up my types of assessment. Oh, cool. How fucking cool, dude. That's so cool. This is choose as many that apply. You know those questions? Mm-hmm. I'm so good at those questions because that means I'm not gonna get it wrong. So uh, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you <clears throat> five options. Mm-hmm. These are all the, the basically the statement is skills that Jamie, who is the main male character, he's yeah. the, he's the Outlander, as it were. Got it. 
skills that Jamie has, and you just are gonna pick all the ones that you think. Apply. Do you want me to like ding them as you go by, or you want me to? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'll read all of them because it's okay. not there's it's short. It's you know it's a list. It's a quick list. Uh, and then I'll, I could repeat as necessary, and then you can make your you can lock in your final answer. Okay. Got it. Got it. Number one, beekeeping. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Bomb making. <laughs> Number three. Writing in Chinese. <laughs> Number four. Speaking Native American. I can't. Number five. Final. This is our final one. Um, operating a printing press. <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna be bold. I think that he could do everything except for operate a printing press. <laughs> okay. So that's your, you're going to lock him in, your final answer? I think even you're too stupid to say speaking Native American. <laughs> <laughs> like, that wouldn't be... You wouldn't have made that one up. I bet he's a fucking sexy-ass beekeeper. You're saying everything except for printing press. Correct. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to give you all of the uh, cans, and then I'll tell you the canouts. Okay. Number one, Jamie can beekeep. That no. is correct. You were yeah. right about that one. Got there it. is an episode where he's using smoke to uh, move <laughs> bees from boxes and whatnot. Uh, Jamie can write a little bit of Chinese. He Betty does can. learn that on the ship Sounds over like to the a colonies. Fucking hell of a hell of a guy. Yeah, sure does. Jamie can't speak a little bit of Native American. I yeah, don't know what tribe he's interacting with. I don't know that they ever say it or if I just didn't catch it, but uh, he does manage to sp- – and not speak like – it's not – I wouldn't call it fluent, but it sure as hell isn't broken. How I mean, he says whole this? sentences. How do you learn to write in Chinese and speak Native American? Oh, just in an afternoon, baby. <laughs> Easy uh, afternoon. He can operate a printing press. There is actually <laughs> – uh, one of the storylines is, and I wouldn't, back then it wasn't so much a printing press as it was like print screen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like where he would like put pamphlets under like some silk sure, and then press, sure. but it's, I mean, he was pressing and printing. Yeah, like, writing his manifesto. He was, yeah. So he was doing that. The only one that he couldn't do was make bombs. Um, <laughs> we never see Jamie make any bombs. He's not a terrorist or anything like uh, that. <laughs> that sounds boring to me. <laughs> I'd like to see him make a bomb. How nuts is it that he, beekeeper, writing Chinese, speaking some form of Native American, and operating a printing press, and he, that's one season, baby. That's all, like, season four. He does all them shits. What a, sh- what a show. What a guy. What a man. So, that's figured out, Lander. You did, di- you did decent. That's not bad. Not bad, huh? Yeah, good, little, quick little trip to the Highlands, and now good we are trip. back to talk about Battlestar Galactica. What you got? I got... A quick appreciation hour for some listeners. Oh, you don't... Okay, so you don't want to talk about Battlestar Galactica. No. <laughs> Why start now? I took a look at our analytics the other day. We got some people popping up all over this big, beautiful country of ours. Purple Mountain's majesty. We got... Nope, that can't be correct. <laughs> That's for my other podcast. We got some people in Salt Lake City, baby. Yeah. Shout out to our 58 downloads in Salt Lake City. And let me get another shout out to our 61 in Albuquerque. And of course, once again, 
Big Fiend. Big 91 in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, and I, <laughs> you all know, listeners, you all know that when he says like 58 or 91, he's talking thousands. Them ain't flats. Them is, that's 91K. Okay, as far as this episode goes, I would like to talk about Pyramid. I have some Pyramid intel. Here are some things that occur in a game of Pyramid. Number one, it has a tip-off. Yep, tip-off, like basketball. Number two, it has a court. Yeah, didn't seem like either of those things when we saw it being played. It has a horn. A horn signals the start of the game. as Which Caprica is not said. unlike basketball. It sounds a lot like basketball. <laughs> what it sounds a lot like is that they don't know what sports are and they're just thinking if they throw yeah. in enough words and make people run around in circles enough with a ball they're, they're no jk rowling well if they were jk rowling ronald d moore would have already came out like six times and been like oh the ships were gay <laughs> i would also say this was another we got another a little bit of a throwback where a lot of this episode went right over my head um namely like i do not understand the the caprica gaius thing at all. Like, I don't get where they are when they cut to, like, well, that Caprica. Was, no, we a... know this, bro. Is this Fucking, the, like... That's Cylon Projection. That's a thing that we know about. Oh, we do know that. Yeah. But, but like, everything they talk about, I don't get. Like, she's, like, talking about how... Because she t- says in that weird little pyramid speech, like... And I always got two tickets, one for me and one for you, which is nuts to me. You're buying two tickets from a scalper, you fucking lunatic. What do you yeah. think? Do you? Know, they don't know what scalpers are because <laughs> it's not like you buy a ticket from a scalper and then leave it at fucking will call. That's not how that works. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's, I just remembered that she said I bought one for you, but like, and but she's like, but I knew you were too like good for it or something. Um, and I just like don't understand their relationship. Like he. Uh, she was like obsessed with him in what a previous life while they were on the planet don't even ask me about what happened before this there I, is I, I feel like we've figured done a decent job of figuring out lots of little bits and pieces and we've got big conceptual stuff and there's just this vein running down the length of the show mm-hmm. of Gaius and Caprica and and it has been so present I would <sighs> say the most present element of the show like in terms of like character development and i could not tell you more about it now than i could maybe like four episodes oh i couldn't tell you more about it now than i could in the fucking first episode i why do they think they're babies inside athena i don't get it at all i think that's gonna do it for me yeah i think that's that's a good call i think we did go to jupiter to get more stupider in the end yeah but everybody already knew that um, thank you, thank you to yeah, take it away. Adam Faye for the art, Bad Todd for the Muzak. Um, thank you to all of our many a thousands of listeners in Phoenix and Flagstaff and uh, Scottsdale and all the Arizona areas and everywhere else all over the world. Um, and uh, I guess probably next week for Rich Jess for number, huh? Oh God, damn it! Yeah.